0: Happy birthday to who? Happy birthday to who? Happy birthday.
1: To the Hoobie Interview. I'm Michael.
2: I'm Shelby. I'm Jeremy, and Colin is on my name tag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we have to say thank you to Laureen, Paige, Michael, Jeremy, Carl, Craig, Charlie, Kelsey, Crystal, and Jace, because all of them have been members or guest stars of this podcast throughout the years.
0: And what are we doing tonight, Shelby? We are celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the Whovian Review. Whoa!
2: Where does the time go? did we just leap forward in a TARDIS? I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Jeremy,
1: you and I started this, and we didn't even have a theme song on our very first episode. We didn't,
2: and
3: then you decided to play with GarageBand and loop your voice in many, many
1: different ways. Well, first it was just the, this very second podcast, all I did was go, ooh woo. Hello, everyone, welcome to the Who We Review. Yeah. And that was our theme song. Yep. Yeah. And then, that's, yeah. that's
2: not a
0: song? Yeah, that doesn't
2: qualify. It was better.
3: Production was BBC 70s level people. Okay. <laughs> no, it I wasn't mean, even 70s level. Even, they had
2: music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think <laughs> the music was the best part. I mean, uh, we, we're not even showing our fans any bubble rap. You know, <laughs> monsters
1: or anything here. I know. It was pretty awful. But that was because we had just started it, and we wanted to get it out. And then I was like, Jeremy, we've got to do something. We can't just be just our voices the whole time. That could mm-hmm. get boring. Yep. So we started adding crickets and cows and <laughs>
2: A bit of doors, and or Door. attracted them over the
1: years. We did retract some of the things over the years. Unfortunately, we lost some of our uh, members and some of the people that helped us out. So we couldn't and, get all those recordings back.
0: And also gained some new members over the years.
1: Yeah. We did. We, we did. And uh, we have Colin now, and uh, he's ju- I, a huge you- part of this co- podcast now. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, Shelby, I, yeah. I got involved at some point. Oh, yeah. well,
1: you, you're like a mainstay. I kind of figured everybody knew that you were on board. <laughs> 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 i'm sure everybody out there knows you and colin and, and jeremy at this so point. Like some
2: people might just be tuning in for the 10-year anniversary and you know just haven't been uh study fans of the podcast they were probably just you know setting that date on their you know phone saying oh when i when it's 2023 i have to come back mm-hmm. to all come right
0: back. i'm gonna ask michael a question that i certainly couldn't answer okay uh could you go around and announce what uh what the podcast episode was for each of our first times? Like, so you and Jeremy all have the same first time. What and you guys and I, podcast? Yes, sound?
1: our mm-hmm. first podcast, Jeremy and I, was The Bells of St. John because we had just started watching the second half of Season 7 with Matt Smith. And then we went straight into a 2013 mm-hmm. when we started a special uh, 50th anniversary year where we went through each doctor. We did his first story and then another story in his era.
3: And that was also because I think at that point they just found um, some of the second doctor's stuff. Had been just unearthed Ooh. recently. That was, I think, right around that time. Yep. And we were really excited about the opportunity to actually look at those. And, the we, and we and we
1: did. We did the web of fear.
0: And, and and as I recall from this time when the actual fiftieth anniversary came out, I was not allowed to be on the podcast because I was not enough of a mainstay podcast member. I had too much of a guest podcaster vibe Ooh. that I was not allowed to podcast on that particular episode. Shelby, I, come on. Let's let's be fair. It's probably just because you're a girl.
1: <laughs> actually, that was Jeremy idea not mine. No, no, no and honestly,
3: <laughs> At this point, this was I, th- I think we all met through a club But I think she was like went, Like it was one of your second or third Club, I think, so I think that would Have been one of the reasons I think, but I don't know, because it was Michael's choice
1: it was definitely not my choice. I, I mean, I, I was welcoming everybody onto the podcast. I've always done that. I, I think the thing is, is that we were just starting, so we didn't want to, we didn't want to overcrowd just the beginnings of it because we were trying mm-hmm. to figure out our own kind of mode. So, 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 what, we started, what
0: was, so what was my first episode?
1: Um. Okay. Going back, I know it was episode. I'm pretty sure it was episode 44. And I'm not exactly sure what we were rating, but I. Th- I have a feeling that it was um, either a David Tennant or Matt Smith episode. And I can't, I cannot recall for the life of me uh, what it was. I think it was a, I think I'm pretty sure it was a. Oh, I don't know. I know that you were definitely there for The Seeds of Death, which was a Patrick Troughton story. And Partners that was one of your earliest. Partners, Partners in, crime? in
3: Crime. Literally, if you just Google it, it's
2: 40, episode 44, Partners in Crime.
1: That's it. That's it. We did watch Partners in Crime. That was your very first
2: uh, one. great one. So, Michael, it happened much more recently. You must know my first episode.
1: Actually, that's the one that's harder because you came in. Important
2: in your life, or (laughs) no? Because it was just too recent. Calling
1: your way too important. Uh, I'll retire from the podcast just to let you take over if you want. Really want? I
2: have been looking for that last reviewer spot. (laughs)
1: Um, To be, although to be fair, I am the one person that has been on every single podcast. Um, Shelby comes in pretty close second um, because she was basically from 44 on there's very few episodes that you've missed
0: I don't think I've missed any unless you count the one Torchwood one that you two did
1: we did do one Torchwood one and I believe there were a couple that Jeremy and I did solo Mm mm-hmm when you when you after you had started. Oh
0: right, yeah, like the but then anniversary. You, but then
1: Jeremy just stopped showing up all of a sudden and then you took over.
0: Okay, all I, of a sudden he had like two jobs and biked everywhere in a relationship with someone who had an opposite schedule of him. Oh
1: now you're now you're defending him after you trashed him earlier, I see. Um
0: no, I <laughs> earlier I literally listed out those things and said that was why Jeremy always fell oh, asleep I know. during yeah, watching no, oh, episodes.
1: And I totally agree with that. And Jeremy you had every excuse under the sun. And we understand that, but we're very, very glad to have you back.
3: Well, yes, now that now that I've moved into an area where it's actually easy enough to get to everything, be able to be back in a recording studio again yeah. with a vengeance.
1: Yeah, and that's good. I mean, it I've been going through I personally have actually gone through a few of the old podcasts and we're going to get to listen to some of those ourselves later um but uh and you
0: can listen to all of them yeah you
1: get to listen <laughs> to all of them um Ooh. all 240 of them tonight <laughs> <laughs> um this is our 240th right
0: um it might be i i, 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 believe I think you.
1: it i think we are very close to it if not uh, we're, so we're very, we're coming cl- up to 250 which is that's a milestone
2: mm-hmm. yeah awesome. we did unearth some lost episodes that i think were never published recently as well
1: oh yes Fun fact: I actually found that we did do uh, two Doctor Who stories. One was Time Lash, um, and one was The Two Doctors. But uh, just like
2: some of like the old recovered classics, we only have the audio to present you.
1: There. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we may use some of that audio, although I think we may actually have to at least incorporate Colin and Jeremy into the mix because I think it was just you and me, Shelby. So well, it, it make... could be some old classics,
2: you know. It's, it could be. I things. mean, I
1: I'd, I'd prefer to like redo them because I think they were kind of rushed. That's why we you know, never got to. And Jeremy and I can just publish. review
2: your reviews and tell you guys what what you did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be interesting. So we had to play Michael for it. Day?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: Maybe
2: oh. a couple, depending on how much content they
1: have. Oh dear God! Actually, uh, that- and then
0: you and I can redo the episodes that just like that these two were in, and just delete all of the ones that they were in.
1: Oh, that's true. We can- <laughs> and then we can tell them what they were wrong with. Oh, we we do have a little more expertise, I think, too.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, I will always bow my expertise
2: to
0: these two. Right, we're the ones who press the record button. <laughs> yeah, and also, you have
2: this like fantastic episodic memory where yeah. you can just be like oh, wait, this happened in this particular episode. That was written by this person and directed by that person. Oh, shucks, and you course. guys. <laughs> well, you no. know. We're, we're not going to play Doctor Who trivia with you guys.
0: Please. Yeah, well, you know, I, I've got great memory for, like, the content of episodes, but Michael's the one who knows all of the actors and directors and writers and people who did the sound design and held the <laughs> <laughs> boom. Okay, let's not quite go that <laughs> far. I, I personally,
3: what I always love about these old episodes, and we've talked about this since the very beginning, was just the kind of detected it from bubble wrap to, and I know you might think bubble wrap, tin but, foil. two plastic
0: chairs eating people. But um, <laughs> I'm saying, when I say tin bubble
3: wrap, foil, like lash. is that their costume design? I mean, you look at those original Daleks, they were kind of rough. But they got that point across for way,
1: way back then on what could be well, horrifying.
0: And we, now the costume design and makeup is pretty good. I mean, like the Silurians and stuff, they look amazing.
1: Well, not only that, but some of the actual costume designers from Doctor Who's classic era went on to be Academy Award winners. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there's a lot of innovative stuff. Just because they had a low budget doesn't mean that they weren't... Inventive with the program and I mean they had
0: to be inventive
1: because they had a low budget. Right. But also you you had that realism thanks to some amazing actors. I mean, if it wasn't for William Hartnell, Patrick Troutland, John Furti, Tom Baker, Peter Davis and Colin Baker, and all the companions that come with them and all the other doctors, I think there wasn't they brought the sense of realism. They wanted you, without to make all this, of the
2: actors, it wouldn't have been a good show.
1: What I'm saying is that <laughs> But they, Actors they wanted, cool. yeah. one of the things that Tom Baker's known for in Doctor Who lore is knowing that he wanted to make it seem like whatever he was looking at, whatever was coming his way, was real. It was something that was actual fact. Yeah. And that way, the realism transferred over to the kids. And that was the point that they were trying to get through. And so when you even go back to William Hartnell with um, Ian Barber and Susan you've got the sense that the actors are actually there experiencing what they're going through, regardless of what the budget may seem. Yeah, you have these big ant creatures named Zarbi that don't quite work, but because William Hartnell's interaction and, and um, Carol Ann Ford's interaction and William Russell's Uh, interactions, all are really amazingly well done. That realism is what kind of made the longevity of this program. Mm -hmm. Patrick Troughton is the quintessential doctor because he's the one that basically took William Hartnell's doctor, which was quite different from every other one of them, and made the doctor into what we now know today he gave him the ability to run, gave him the sonic screwdriver, turned gave him into an
0: ability to regenerate,
1: gave him the yeah, <laughs> the regeneration. You've got the he be he, you know he's from Gallifrey to a degree and that he's he's at least a time lord from their society. You- There's a lot of things that came in with Patrick Troughton, but it was also Troughton's performance. Mm-hmm. His Ability, different to, performance, different performance from part, No, that gave it the longevity it needed.
3: Right. I mean, it, there was so much involved, in the, especially with the costume design. From like, yeah, he tried to wear something similar to the original Doctor, but it never fit quite right. Like it was meant to look like a second, like a new, like he was just all of a sudden it was different and new. Like. In other
1: words, the worst costume ever. Yes, we get it.
3: <laughs> the point is, they, the Doctor was very well. Like, he he looked doctorish in the sense of what we would he call did. a real doctor. Uh, he, he could
2: have a stethoscope right around his neck and I'd be, it wouldn't seem out of place. <laughs> right. Whereas, everyone after that, it became how are they going to identify their doctor? How are you going to know whose doctor is who? Yeah. And then at one point, it's just like how much color can we throw into this concept?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're also talking about a series right there, right, Colin? That started in black and white.
1: I I love how you just said Colin when he brought that joke up.
2: Well, I mean... uh, uh, As a Colin Baker kind of illusion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Uh, But
3: no, you know what I I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's
2: a large evolution of Mm -hmm. of a show. It's a a big enterprise. And, you know, the actors change, the budget change, Mm -hmm. the the technology changes, you know, the the basis of how a lot of these things are done, you Mm -hmm. know? Who could have imagined, you know, the CGI capabilities of today looking at, at that
0: first episode? Although one thing I do want to say, and I know this is a very minor thing, but just to the credit of, you know, having a low budget and whatever from back in Classic Who, there is a sense of like when they go to places that are supposed to be run down, like... Those places are actually dirty because they just like found some abandoned house next to a quarry and decided to film there or whatever. Like like, it, things, or a rock quarry. Yeah, itself. or a rock quarry itself. You know, like <laughs> they just like, you know, the stuff is actually worn down, actually dirty, actually you know there. Whereas nowadays it's all the very sleek and shiny, it's you know, me- me- metal has, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't you know have that naturalness to it. So. You know, even though most of the effects and sets and stuff were terrible back in who they did have that element of charm to so, it.
3: So that kind of always gets to me, like, this is a, a very big thing about the 70s and the 60s and so on. Like, you're, the way acting was done, you didn't have, um, health codes or stuff like that. You Fire on them, set. You find, you you, you abandon warehouse, you get it. Someone <laughs> falls over, oh, we found some glass. Whoops. So, like, things happen, but you just have to work with it. And I bring this up because even... We're going to go across to the totally different to the East. um, In Hong Kong, when they were starting to do filming, dear goodness, if you ever hear about the stuff they had to deal with, because if someone's hanging off the side of a cab, they're really hanging off the side of a cab. If they fall off, that's the end of that shoot.
1: Nicola Bryant in the... Uh, who plays Perry, she mm-hmm. was in um, Planet of Fire. They mm-hmm. went to Lancelot mm-hmm. uh, for that um, filming, which is obviously mm-hmm. overseas. And um, she said that when she was actually walking around and when she had to go through the fall, mm-hmm. she cut her legs up so badly because all the rocks were like glass shards. Oh, so yeah. she really actually... Was in a planet of fire, in a sense, with regards to how horrendous it was trying to do that. But she was like totally gun ho about it. She was like, "I'm gonna do this. I don't care what happens to me." Um, she was hurt afterwards, but she, I mean, she was glad she did it because it looked amazing on film.
2: It does seem like you know, uh, and, and I don't really know the history of you know uh, people who do stunts, but it does seem like a lot of actors. Did their own stunts more routinely, you know, going back in, in decades, especially for, you know, publications like from the BBC in, in early yep. days. Colin Baker's. It's, Baker a, it's sp- a whole different animal, you know, in, in job description, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Colin Baker did every single one of his scenes. He did not, he did every stunt that he, mm-hmm. that was there was him in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they did a lot, a lot of the actors did their own kind of thing, and they had to because they really didn't have the budget. Now, granted, during John Pertwee's era, there was a lot more of the uh, falling. Yeah, the stage fighting and the and the people falling off of buildings and falling off cliffs. That was all stunt doubles or stunt people that actually did that. Was the
0: stage fighting too? Because stage fighting is not that hard. I've done that before.
1: A lot of it was. um, We'll see. A lot of it was like. Like a whole bunch of stunt people would come in and just be the unit soldiers being blown to smithereens oh, and falling everywhere. That was that was they had special groups come in to do that. So they were the actual characters. They didn't actually have to hire someone to replace anyone. It was just okay. You're my unit soldier. Okay, you're a unit soldier, and you're a unit soldier. <laughs> you're all unit
2: soldiers.
1: <laughs> Woohoo! And th- well, then you got the the monsters. So you've got like ten or twelve sea devils, and all of them are. People that could actually do their own stunts and do their and walk out of the ocean or whatnot.
3: Well, yeah, in the most in more in the much more modern Doctor Who, of course, is going to have a but it's going to have a much better stunt coordinating group because it's developed. Back then, it also there wasn't like your your actors were a bit more disposable. Would be the word like in the disposable. Sense that, what
2: what I'm say is that well, they all are in Doctor Who. You can just regenerate them, you know. <laughs> this is very oh, true.
0: But like, I what, think expendable is the word you're looking for. Okay, mean, that makes a
1: little bit more sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, expendable, little. eh, Semantics.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, you're going to the trash heap.
3: <laughs> please don't. Not today. I just got back.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: But anyhow. So the point is that you, you get the is that it just it's it's always cool to watch a series like this because you get to see this wide variation in how things are filmed, moving to multi-camera angles and how that works, how staging works, and it just is improved.
0: I wonder if yeah. anyone's paid any attention to how the you know production value of our podcast has changed because we did get a, a microphone at one point we played with some different microphones we had some we had over the phone yeah, stuff with, with covid dynamics. yeah and we did some you know different stuff with music in the background well and not only that but we,
1: we also originally when jeremy and i first started we were only Putting out um, very low quality audios because we were worried about how much space we had. Of course, now you have we're so much it. space on your hard drives.
3: <laughs> we were doing it on an iPhone with Garage. Or Band. iPad. Well, yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it on one of those, but GarageBand, Remember, it would only let us do five minute clips. So yes. every time we would talk, we we set this out at five minutes and then start up and.
1: Yeah, that was for, like, the first two, and then we yeah. finally graduated to an iMac
2: computer. Yeah. And, and, and today, now we get to complain about the new version of GarageBand. It seems like, you know, there's, there's always Well, they don't
1: have all the great sound effects anymore, or the musical cues that I had to actually download a lot of them.
2: Software's a little less intuitive, it seems. Too. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit more difficult. But I mean, it is. It sounds better. I mean, the sound quality. I just was listening to our podcast in the car all well, the way over. we also
0: started exporting higher sound quality yeah. things. Yeah.
2: Oh yes, and, and we're also not audio all audiophiles like you, Michael. I'm yeah. not sure if I could pick up a lot of the grand differences. Agreed. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I could. De- I definitely can because the theme song sounds so different in certain. Podcast, and I'm like, wait a minute. That yeah, sounds but di- weird. but
0: does it or does it just sound different to you? Because like sometimes you'll be like, oh my god, the music in this Doctor Who episode was so impactful, and I'm like, there was music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know, you know, the name of my main man Murray Gold without Michael either. You know, Michael's
2: a, a constant um, composer advocate for for the music of Doctor
1: Who. I also like Peter Howell. He did a lot of the uh, '80s stuff. Yeah, but he's no Murray Gold. He's, I mean, he's up there. He did some pretty good stuff. I mean, yeah, Murray Gold definitely is top-notch. And I see where you're doing here, yeah. Colin. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just sitting here like, Colin, really? Really? Am I going to have kick you in the leg right
3: now? <laughs> <laughs> he's just <laughs> trying Easy to mentioned. get me to talk about
1: him. Um, but, I mean, you got to have, I mean, there's so many aspects to the our, our podcast and the program that, that you just have to consider. Mm-hmm.
0: Michael, what's your favorite part of our podcast? You guys. Aww. I mean, the
1: least favorite part. Every week. I every week is my least favorite part? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let me finish the first one. Every week I get to come out to Colin and Shelby's. Now they may be an hour away from me, but I don't care. I still drive out because I want to see them. That's the whole point. Um, I, I mean, Jeremy and I would get together. I looked so looked forward every week to, to him coming over and just. I mean, we we were in all the bedrooms at one point. We were all hey, of the hey, house. Hey, hey, hey! Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just trying to be comfortable because we knew we were going to be in for a long ride doing those five minute increments. Um, it was just. Wait, I we mainly kept it in the living room, just so you know. <laughs> um, but I just we just had a lot of fun just doing it so there's i mean there's really not much that i i guess the only thing that's really difficult is when the super editing part mm-hmm. like if i have to like back when we did um our favorite five moments mm-hmm. i actually did had to go and edit in a whole bunch of moments mm-hmm. audibly and that took a little while because I had to go find the moments and then get them all to. So sometimes the editing can be a little bit tiresome or daunting.
0: If you get a hold of any episodes that aren't like the first few and the editing is like terrible... That was probably because I did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to say that you're terrible, but
0: <laughs> I don't care as much as Michael.
1: <laughs> I do. Well, see, here's the thing: is that I Michael look. Michael was a very high bar on
2: caring about these things, though. Very high standards for its podcast, well, mind you,
3: though. I like in the editing.
2: Yeah, know, I mean, it definitely gets us to a higher level of production.
1: Well, here's the thing: is that it just, takes all just, time. just just to give you an idea, I if if I'm gonna insert a musical cue, I look for a space or a, a break. So I can start the musical cue so that it it kind of fills that gap. Yeah, I don't do that. I I know. But that's okay. I mean, sometimes you nail it. Sometimes you actually did it without even realizing
0: it. Well, I mean, I would, you know, do something. Like, basically, I would go, like, to a certain amount of time passed... And if there was, like, a logical place in, you know, the high and low notes of speaking, I'd put something in. But if not, i just kind of drop it. Well, At least you well, got well, the well, medal ceremony right. Well, I think well yeah, up, you you're As a, a fan, like,
2: too, like, <laughs> maybe sometimes it is more apparent, sometimes it's less apparent. But, you know, you, you don't understand, I, I don't think. Like, I always thought there was a lot more ending mm-hmm. that went into it. I, I thought there was a lot more cutting. Um, that happens, you know, throughout the podcast, but largely we just turn it on and we start talking, it's it's rolling continuously. It's it's very rare that something is cut out without, you know I've done a an, fair an amount of cutting it hear it here,
3: here but or there. But the thing that you you're on to is the fact that now I give this to Michael, I try to at some time say, let's just do it like in one where we just all Skype in or we all we all just would just chat in so that way we can all be together and keep more consistent. He's like, no, we have to do it when we're all in place. And that right there is how you save on the issue where you have a lot of dead space. Because when you have to wait for everyone else to talk, or than me just have my hand up saying, like,
2: I'm going to go next. <laughs> right? Or, or you're missing all those, you know, great nonverbals. So, like, always no. talking over each other. Just a little
0: bit here and there. Okay, but video chat exists, and that kind of solves all those problems you it guys have. talking about. There's so a slags, of the it lag. The lag is the only issue,
1: yeah. It's also the sound quality because it yeah, sounds Yeah, the, the sound awful. quality well, for the, sure. But the,
0: and, the,
3: and the only way you fix that, I know this because I'm trying to help someone with, um, at my office with their, with the podcast we do there because we're getting ready to change over to something. The way they've been doing it. And the way you do it to fix it is we have someone record on an, the other end, and then you put them together. Oh, like, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. You do, you do what we call the clap Smuts. test. It's a clap test at the beginning, so you can match them. Yep. And that's how you'll fix it. But that's a lot more editing work, because you only need the other person's voice or something like that. So
1: yeah it's also way more personable to be in the same room with the same people you get the vibe and the energy from each other Mm -hmm. you don't get that when you're on video or audio chat it's just not the same feel and vibe and plus i mean there's a lot of camaraderie amongst us because i forced us to stay together and stick stick it out
2: well Mm -hmm. and even past that there's a lot of value i think in watching that show all together in the same room mm-hmm. before you come to the podcast you're you're taking up on each other's laughter you're feeling the vibes you know you, you mm-hmm. everybody we see that everybody reacted to this one particular thing and
3: mm-hmm. that all came out of the fact of we were originally we we're gonna do it like a homework thing me and michael we were gonna do this like a homework thing but i was just overloaded at work i was busy i was tired and so michael can we just watch it and he's like you want to watch it here? Yes. Let's do this. And
0: so... Michael's not happy unless he's got guests over at his house. <laughs> <laughs> so, we
3: immediately simply were just like,
0: we sat down, we watched the
3: episode, and that's how it started. And originally, I had the whole plan was like, we're going to do homework episode. But then, nope. No
2: time for homework. Day of. It could all happen at once. Last minute. Chop, chop. <laughs>
1: Chop, chop. Mm-hmm. I will say I there are some quiet moments I have to myself that I actually quite enjoy. <laughs> so, I will say that much. And sorry for my phone going off. You, you would should, edit that
2: out, you know, just so you have the gritty realism.
1: Oh, totally. Podcast. I'm not going to edit that out. That would be kind of weird. Okay, you.
2: Well, now that we've stopped talking for one or two seconds, should we rate the Whovian review? <laughs>
1: How do you rate this? Movie no. How do
0: you rate everything in your life? Because I've heard you do it. I've heard you go, these are my top 10 favorite foods. These are my top 10 favorite colors. Where, where these are I my top not, 10 I don't know, favorite colors. I, I, do do
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, see, but rating yourself is so weird. I mean, it's it's like going into so work. So, would you
0: like to go first?
1: <laughs> no. You had a self evaluation? <laughs> <Wait, wait, laughs> you know
3: what? <laughs> I hate self evaluation. Actually, actually
1: Because
0: we're rating ourselves, Michael gets to go first. (laughs) Why would we rate ourselves? Uh, So that you have to experience what we all do when you're like, I'm going to rate last, and there's no advantage to that.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, there really isn't for me, because I tend to turn out a lot. prove it, prove it. Okay, well, fine. Um, I mean, what, what exactly are you wanting me to rate? Are you the, wanting, the, the movie the podcast?
0: podcast. Ten point scale. Not this episode of the podcast, the podcast in general.
1: Yeah, the last ten years. From a personal point of view, it deserves a 14 out of 10, because that's what Dr. We're on. But... I would say that, I mean, if you go with all the other podcasts that are out there, could we be better? Of course we could be better. Mm -hmm. I I would say probably my enjoyment of listening to it, because I don't always want to hear myself. I like listening to everybody else that was with me at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really would probably give it a 7 out of 10.
2: That's a pretty fair rating, I have to say. I, I thought, you know, the, the biases and the self, you know, evaluation would crank it up a notch. I was just going to give it a shameless ten out of ten. Like, why, why the heck not? So, but as as far as you know, Doctor Who, the Whovian review, any sort of Doctor Who niche podcast goes. I have to give us the, the big W. I mean, I have listened in here and there. And, and granted, I know the people here. I, I think that gives it a lot more enrichment to me personally. And now I've been a part of it too. So that's a whole other interesting dimension. But in terms of Doctor Who podcasts, I'd I, you know, give it an eight or nine. Podcasts in general, I think seven is very fair. Maybe maybe six. I, I don't know. But you know, I, I'm surprised that you know we, we get thousands of listeners every day. Out of us, just talking about a, shoot, a show that we love. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, My next.
3: I'm next. Well Shall we go last? Or oh, okay. I mean, I think, Michael. I'm gonna say you did really hit on the nail. I mean, giving ourselves again. I was actually dream saying like, we'll go we'll go ten and just be like go there. I think the fourteen also was a lovely nod to just being Doctor Who lovers that we all are. <laughs> But I mean, like, yeah, there's room for always room for improvement. Um, I think that you know we definitely have grown in. I mean, just from the quality and production standards. Yes, we don't we don't put as much in into some other podcast might, but I think that's a bit of our charm that we don't go through. Who's like four hours of just editing? make certain the sound is perfect and the quality is perfect. We don't have a mixer right here to like break up four different microphones which is the next thing you would want to do at some point but you know we just it's 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 it still has that garage band feeling to it <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah it could just be your your neighbors down the street mm-hmm. or your best friend talking about dr hill and that's kind of the charm i think at 7.5 all right
0: so
1: hey just so you all know Shelby always starts her review with, all right. And I just, Do I? I find it to be hilarious. <laughs> I
0: d- had no idea being, that I did Being that. an
1: editor, every time I hear you're all right, I know that's when I need to start my, my musical cue for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I did that,
0: not know that. I um, just had to point
1: that out.
2: All right, then.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't listen to podcasts. Um, I don't have the attention span for it, for the most part, unless they're telling me fictional stories. Um, I've listened to a grand total of one Whovian Review episode, and it was admittedly not one of our best ones, but that's a lot also because both I've already heard the conversation because I was in it Mm -hmm. and also hearing my own voice is a little bit, you know, disconcerting. I keep thinking, oh, no, what if I had said or done this other thing? Mm -hmm. I listened to parts of episodes. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, given given that, you know, I, I do think that Colin made a good point that there is a distinction between, you know, in general and also targeted. I mean, for what our podcast is, I think that we do... Well, I mean, we've got all of you fantastic listeners who, you know, listen to us even, you know, though we post inconsistently and, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we got lives and things come up. And, you know, and you guys are always listening to us and it's just really uh, awesome. And also, you know, we're always at AwesomeCon and we get pulling crowds there. And so that just makes me think that we've got to be doing something right. Mm-hmm. Uh, But mostly, you know, it's fun to do. It's fun to hang out with, you know, all these fine people here and talk about Doctor Who. And it's really cool that other people, you know, want to hear what we have to say. It's really
2: heartening. Like, sometimes it makes me feel like I have two hearts.
0: Aw. And I also think it's nice. um, I mean, I assume one of the value adds that we have is that, you know, we watch the episodes, and we do bring in, you know, connections to other episodes and other history of Doctor Who. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to know all of that, but you can watch the episode and listen to us and get all that insight, hopefully. <laughs> and, hopefully. Uh, you know, so it's great. I can't believe it's been ten years. It's been, what, about nine for me, I guess, or nine and a half. And, uh, you I'm know, nine. man, that's a that's, that's a right. long Long time to be doing anything. And uh, I think it's really cool. Uh, I think I'm going to give us a... Man, I was going to go with 7 out of 10, but I kind of want to give us 7.5 out of 10, so I'm going to do that. Same piece. Do it.
1: And I'll put out a nod to the fans too, because without listeners, there'd be no point in doing a podcast, and we would definitely not want to just well, keep doing this for ourselves. There'd be no ourselves.
0: point in recording and publishing it. If yeah, were exactly. No fans. We, we it, could just it, gather and talk. You know, in, in their absence,
2: all of our past co-hosts and guest stars, I'm just gonna like guess they'd all rated at, at a 10 out of 10. So I think we're actually closer to nine and above. You know, average yeah, it out. You yeah, know, you know the averages.
1: There you go. But I just wanted to put a nod out to all the fans that listen because oh yeah we, we, we definitely love you guys. we definitely and we want to hear from you. A lot of times we say hey go ahead and contact us and let us know what you think. And a lot of we, times I mean, we don't hear anything.
2: Well, <laughs> we get we get stuff here and there. I I've, I I uh, I always liked one that I thought was a a nice comment that made me think the Hoovian Review was in a special place, in that it was very open to new. Um, you know, Doctor Who fans, mm-hmm. but really has a lot for uh, the elder Doctor Who fans that have been with it through the beginning. With, I think it's really is that accessible. what the comment said. Yeah, it, it really you know said that it was it was great for new and old fans alike, and we we pair that bridge you know pretty well. Yeah. And I think that rings home to me.
3: Actually, that's very much what this whole thing was about because I knew that if I could get Michael to do a podcast with me, he would hold in the old guard because he knew everything. At the very beginning of, of Doctor Who, and I'm not the new new guard. Like I actually knew of Doctor Who before the re- the revamp. I did not. But I, uh, but I wanted to learn more about the stuff that I had not been uh, caught up on, and if you see Michael's DVD collection. <laughs>
2: I've nothing. seen it. We, we we actually had a um, an interview with Michael a few podcasts back. Interview where we with the Vampire, extens- <laughs> extensively.
1: I do have the entire DVD collection finally, but I also now have all of the Blu-rays that have been released in America for the classic series.
0: I would like to do a shout out to one of my favorite. Moments about this podcast. Okay. It was okay. all, we were at Awesome Con and we had just given a presentation. I think this was our uh, Women of Doctor Who presentation, but it could have been a different one. Um, and this little girl, maybe about five. It was Doctor Who, who through the ages. Uh, was it that one? Mm-hmm. Doctor Who mm-hmm. through the ages then. Uh, she stands up and asks, how do you know all this? <laughs> 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 oh, that was lovely.
1: How are you breathing? Um, I I had a really cool story at AwesomeCon, too, where we had finished a presentation, not the last one, but two ago, which I think it was also... The villains of Dr. Go? Possibly. Yeah, that
2: would be the
1: one. Um and, the same
2: shirt that today that I wore there.
1: And this uh, teenager uh, had been in there, and he was dressed as Matt Smith, and he came to the doctor who... Um, costume party uh, towards the end of the day and his mother just happened to be there in the room she walked up to me and she's like I am so glad that you all did this because you give my son a chance to not only learn but also feel like he's a part of something and when she said that I was just kind of taken aback because I was like wow that's very poignant Um, I didn't I mean you don't really think about how much it means to someone to to share this kind of a program or this kind of a venue to to all these younger people that that could be out there listening and going, oh, wow, okay, I could actually learn from these guys. I could actually find out some more information. Maybe I'll give this episode another chance because they, they liked it more than I did.
0: You know what I think it is? I think it's because, like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really, like, feel like an expert or any level of celebrity or anything, but... I guess there are thousands of people a day that listen to what we, we have niche? To say. Are we micro
2: internet celebrities? Uh, maybe, niche. very
0: niche. Micro, yeah. <laughs> very
2: niche.
1: But I I mean I wouldn't say I'm a celebrity. I think I think it's more just we are just normal people that that every day we we kind of embrace this one show. We just have a love of it. So mm-hmm. we're just sharing it with the people that yes, are also out there. That is
0: absolutely more what it feels like.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's that's how I feel. And I don't think... I, I wouldn't call myself a celebrity. I wouldn't... I, that's hardly... I, half the people don't even know who I am. You're <laughs> Michael. Who are you? True, but they, they they hear me. Most people probably don't see me, though.
3: But you know what? That's actually one of the nice things is that no matter what, no one's going to just, like come after you in the middle of a crowd you know you can have a life outside
1: <laughs> oh yeah no i totally get that I, I feel i feel for those who are in a celebrity role that mm-hmm. it's like constant barrage of of attention mm-hmm. sometimes you just want to be i i've seen it and mm-hmm. I, and i like in real time because i've been to enough conventions mm-hmm. to actually yeah, you've been see on what the people outside of the,
2: that equation
1: yeah i mean and uh, just for instance, I went up and, and talked to Colin Baker, but not as a fan to a uh, doctor. I went over to Colin Baker and actually just said, How are you? And I just, it was just one of those things like, I want to just talk to you like you're a normal person. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I met and, John Berriman and yeah. I thought I was going to be really cool, but I was totally starstruck and I was like, la, 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 la. I mean, that's <laughs> well, Barrowman. You're in front of Barrowman. Well, yeah.
1: Like, that was me with you- David Tennant. <laughs> But Colin and I were able to strike up a conversation. He was able to let me know that he had a double ear infection, that he was going through the whole convention with the double ear infection. And, yeah, he actually made it through the whole thing and didn't complain once. But he was... up
2: to you? It,
1: wasn't, it, wasn't, <laughs> it was more factual, though. He wasn't complaining. It was just more like, yeah, because I had asked him how he was. I was trying to get his input on, on how he was doing. Um, and so I, I kind of I felt bad for him.
2: from him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Um, no, I just, I felt bad for him. I, I and I, w- I, actually went around and told everybody quietly and just said, "Hey, this guy's here and he shouldn't be here. He literally should be going home to England to get his health care because he couldn't get any relief over here because he, his health care wouldn't provide." So I'm just like, "That's just a that's a real story for. He's a real human being. You can't just leave him in the lurch like that." So, you do whatever you can. I mean, that's the. I feel, I just feel like bad for celebrities
2: in that hmm Yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely a double edged sword.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But we're
2: not there, so that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we, we, and we
3: are not aiming to be there. No, no not, not really. at all.
0: And we probably wouldn't get there if we did aim to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it takes
2: too
3: much editing to do that. Okay,
0: this is probably
2: another reason, you know, why we just usually stick to first names. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's probably a good idea. Anyway, any rate, you've been listening to the Hooving Review for the...
0: Last zero, ten years. zero to ten
2: years.
1: <laughs> Last ten years. I am Michael.
2: I'm Shelby. I'm Jerry. And I'll still be calling 10 years from now.
1: Wow. Okay. That's a wrap. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.